and action. Good day, my friends. This is Avalon, and I am so excited to join you on another video episode with Avalon Mindfulness, our mindfulness journey. So on this walk and talk, if you are just listening to the audio, go ahead and walk and talk. Or just walk while I talk. <laughs> or you could join the video portion and enjoy my scenery, my background, and getting a smile right at you to remind you to keep smiling. And these videos will be available by subscription. These first six videos will be available to you at any time. It's important for me to show my face along with the voice that you've been hearing on Walk and Talks so that you get a chance to know who I am, get a chance to understand what it is that I do as a mindfulness mentor. Coaching is one word, but mentoring is another. It's being able to look for, look up to guidance, and it's up to you what you choose to do with it when you're being mentored. As a coach, I'm not there to blow the whistle on you. I am just here to help guide, give you assistance, and get us all <laughs> to a happier place, to a more emotional well place. That is my goal. Not necessarily mental wellness. Again, if you are in need, you should seek professional help from a PhD of psychiatry. I am here as a psychologist to help you in your emotional well-being. And today's topic is going to be about relationships. Mm, that's a big, long discussion, and we will have plenty more of those kind of discussions. That was a big bumblebee that just flew by. I am, again, in another studio in another place as I travel the country on my mindfulness tour with you so that you can enjoy some different scenery, you can enjoy the different videos available. But let's get on to today's topic of relationships. I want to start with something and I'd like to focus on it for today. I'll have more of these videos and consulting. You can get in touch with me for these type of face-to-face -face consulting mentorships to have somebody to talk to, have somebody to listen to, and get you into your next phase. Where we come from is our normal. What do I mean by that? If you come from a family that lived in one house and you had a grandmother, a grandfather, your parents, several siblings, aunts, uncles, people in and out of your house all the time, that is your normal. You're used to being around family. If you grew up in a one-parent household or as an only child, that is your normal. You know how to deal with one-on-one -on -one differently than in that gathered situation. If you grew up in a household with just your grandparents and no one else, if you grew up in a household where you lost a parent 
or both parents and were with relatives and or siblings, that's your normal. So when we're dealing with other people, we need to understand where it is that they came from. Now we can begin to understand, we can empathize to a degree, but we can't live the life that they led. So it's trying to be better at listening and understanding where they came from. Because those first two years of life are very vital in our upbringing. How was that person or yourself treated as a child? Were you very restricted by your parents or your guardians or whoever was taking care of you? Were you told no, no, no a lot? So no, no, no were your first words? Or were you said, oh, let's go over here. Let's explore this. Let's work on this instead of sticking our finger in the <laughs> plugs. And that beginning right there has a lot to do with the rest of our life. Are you a no, no, no person? Or are you a, oh, let's go over here and let's try this. Yes, those things were taught to you before you were two years old. You already were developing your opinions before you could speak clearly, before you could walk the way you walk today, before you could communicate and communicate your emotions. Because in those first several years of life, in the first five, six years of life, discussing your emotions is very difficult. That's why children will pout. That's why children will cry because they don't have the vocabulary to tell you how they're feeling. And again, what do I tell you? It's about your tools. Were you given tools in your tool bag as a young child to be able to go, they're there, hold on, let's figure this out together and make this okay. Do you have the tools in your tool bag that tell you it's going to be okay? Did somebody teach you, hey, you don't have to be upset about that. You didn't know that was what was gonna happen. You didn't know that when you dropped it, it was going to break. It's okay. Versus you dropped it, you broke it, you're not going to get another one. Completely different reaction from the same adult or different adult. If I'm meaning same adult when I'm saying that might have both been mothers, grandparents, fathers, siblings even, whoever was caretaking you. How did they respond when something happened, when something broke, when you got hurt when you were playing? Did they say, oh, come here, let me clean that up. Let me go ahead and take care of that. Let's wash it off, don't cry. It's gonna hurt a little bit. Or, oh, see, you went to the top of the monkey bars and you fell off? Of course you're gonna get hurt. What did you think? You weren't thinking, you were a child. <laughs> you fell because, well, you don't have the strength to be going up there and doing those things. But nobody stopped you, nobody told you different. And you had to work through those emotions that you didn't know how to work through. 
whether it was being told they're there, it's going to be okay, let's fix this, or it's your fault. So beginning right there in those early days are the stages of how we begin to deal with problems and how we deal with problems from other people. Our fears of how they're going to approach us when there is a problem, when there's something going on or something wrong, if we want to call it wrong. So how we deal now in our relationships are going to be based on that set of tool bag that you were given when you were one, two, three, four, five years old. And how you deal with it now is how you choose to deal with it now. Have you chosen to refine your tools? Have you chosen to replace and get new tools in that tool bag? so that you can better your relationships, that you can better understand, that you can be a listening ear when somebody has a problem and not be cringeworthy about what they're going to tell me next, or be the person who is cringeworthy, who overshares everything. Yes, <laughs> oversharing. So that can be another sticky situation in a relationship. And when I say the word relationship, I'm not just talking about a romantic relationship. I'm not just talking about somebody who you're in love with, whether it's of the moment or for a lifetime. I'm talking about all the relationships. I'm talking about relationships with your siblings, with your parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, cousins, everybody, including your workmates, your relationships with strangers out there. There are some people who find it more comfortable to talk to strangers than their own family because they don't want repercussions. Whether those repercussions come in the current situation or whether they came from a past situation. So those are things to think about when you're dealing with other people, even when you're dealing with your own emotions. When you're dealing with your own emotions, understanding where you came from and how your guardians watched over you has a lot to do with your own reactions. You're gonna do usually one of two things. You are going to repeat because that is what you were taught, or you're gonna say, I didn't like that, and go the opposite direction and choose a different method. And some of that is personality-based as well, as you get to know yourself, and we're always getting to know ourselves all the time, our entire life. We are developing a relationship with yourself. That's the most important relationship to work on. Getting to know who you are, who your real self is. Now, we often use this word you know, that comes to say your authentic self. What is your authentic self? It's a word that gets tossed around a lot, but it's part of who you are inside. Now, let me say this. Your authentic self might like to be in pajamas all day. Your authentic self might like to wear designer clothes. Somebody who says, oh, they're not being authentic because they're all lots of makeup and wigs and they like too much jewelry. 
that might be someone's authentic self. And they are self-actualizing to get to that point to be their authentic self and get moving towards there. You might think being an earth mother, an earth father, somebody who grows their own food and composts in the yard and doesn't eat animals and just strictly lives a vegetarian diet and doesn't have a lot of beings is living their authentic self. Yes, that's a different type. That's a different personality. There are so many authentic selves. What I want you to think about in your relationship with yourself is, who were you at nine years old? At nine years old, you got along with everybody. Yeah, there might have been the real skinny kid who couldn't do sports. There might have been the real fat kid who wasn't real smart and couldn't run fast. There might have been the brainiacs and the kids who could barely read. But you all got along. You played together. You might not have liked someone as much as the other person. Someone might have been a little bit meaner than somebody. Somebody might not have been a little bit nicer or like to give things away. And other people said, no, I don't want to share. But you all got along at nine years old. You all still picked each other to play with and be on their team. There was a sharing sense at nine years old. <laughs> that bird wants to share with me right now. But you had an authentic self at nine years old. You had a real you who was nice to everybody. Who were you in that group of people? What kid were you? Just like when you watch a movie, you can pick out, oh, that's me. Now, let's move forward to your 16-year-old self. When you have gone through puberty, you start to have emotions, and you start to realize who it is that you are. That is even closer to you being that person that you wanted to be for the rest of your life. And I hear a child singing in the background. You might hear one as well. <laughs> That's the beauty I love of our outdoor studios. You never know what'll happen. So in that 16-year-old you, you had dreams. You had dreams maybe of a family, of children, of what your house looked like, what your career was going to be. You had dreams of going around the world or not going anywhere and sticking with the friends that you had right in that very spot. That person of that age had a pure heart, not the experience, but knew what they wanted to do, those goal setting. Find out, question yourself, who is that person? And can you get back to that person you were at 16 in your heart. Yes, you've had lots of life experience since then. Things have happened for good and bad, but now it's time to figure out what tools was that nine-year-old missing when they went out and played and their feelings got hurt? What tools was that 16-year-old missing when they had their first heartbreak or their first love? or anything that might have happened in your family situation, whether you moved, whether your family split up, whether things just changed, there were new people into your family. 
What tools did you gain? Did you lose? Did you not have? And what tools are you looking for now to help you be a better person and have a better relationship with yourself? Because the better the relationship is with yourself, the better the relationship is that you can have with other people. When you can be mindful of, oh, I get angry quick. Oh, I want to cry on a dime. And you can start to learn to control that, that somebody isn't necessarily attacking you because you shouldn't have been on those monkey bars. But, oh, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have, but I was, and nobody told me any different. And it's okay. Or, they're there, pamper, pamper, let's get that Band-Aid on, and now you're waiting for somebody like to come to you. Oh, are you feeling okay? Why are you so sad? Let's move on. Let's get forward from that and say, I don't need that. I'm okay with soothing myself today. I can move forward. So you can be better, be stronger, have a better relationship with number one, numero uno, so that you can have a better relationship with others. And you can start to recognize, hey, they grew up in different situations than I did. They have a different set of tools. And start to learn about those tools. Learn about what their life was like. And again, careful not to empathize one way or the other. But start to listen and understand. And be a good person, a good listener in that relationship so that you can maybe learn something yourself instead of jumping right into their shoes and seeing or thinking that you know exactly what they went through. Until you walk a mile in somebody's shoes, you don't know, you don't know. And even if you're walking in their shoes, your feet are different sizes. <laughs> so different parts are gonna hurt and different parts aren't going to hurt. If is a wonderful place and time for you to start gaining a sense of yourself against a sense of your mindfulness. You have the opportunity now that maybe you were stuck before, maybe you were depressed, maybe you were anxious, maybe you were confused, maybe you were just in a place of no growth. But here you are today, watching this video. Here you are with me, starting on this journey of mindfulness, starting on this journey of emotional wellness and happiness. And I am so happy to be a part of this journey with you. You can share more stories with me, with others, in the comment section, if you would like to join on a video episode with me, if you'd like to join in an audio podcast episode with me, I would love to have you as a guest. And for those of you who are in the mindfulness business and you would like to share a professional conversation for our viewers and our listeners, please reach out. 
If you are interested in sponsorship for the show, please reach out one minute calm at Gmail and I'll be there for you and we can start on this. If you have questions, just reach out. You're not alone in this journey. Don't forget that. You are not alone on this journey. I want to thank you for following, liking, subscribing, your donations, everything that you're doing to keep this going. Avalon's One Minute Calm Walks and Talks videos and podcasts. I look forward to seeing you again real soon. Thank you and have an amazing day.